Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, this is episode three of I Know Nothing, which actually, before we start, I kind of want to talk. I haven't told you about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. kind of rambling. Baby. Sorry. Okay. Sarah Grace is with me. So if you, like, I'm not talking to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I haven't, like, told anyone this, but I think I might, like, change the name of my podcast because, like, already... I think it's a dumb name. Like I love it. It just like I feel like it doesn't like encompass any of what like I. No, it no, needs to be so, a theme. No, like, no, no. You don't need a theme because remember you were talking to me for so long about how like you wanted your podcast where you could come on and talk about anything. Yeah. And so like yeah. I think I know nothing is great because it's just like this vague outline of like you have no clue what she's talking about, but she's like quirky teenage girl. Like yeah. she's going to have like some offbeat things to talk about. And I know you want to make it like theater centric, yeah. but also yeah. like sometimes you like just may not, not be in the mood. Yeah. You know? And like, I'm not like all theater. Like, yeah. You've got like Ariel Hood. Like, you got Swim. Yeah. You've got like your interest in zero waste lifestyle. Yeah. You've got your interest and in I interesting want... food. You've got your snails. Yeah. Like you've got yeah. so much. You shouldn't. Yeah. Like definitely. I know nothing. I agree. I like the title. Yeah. Like, let yeah. me hype you up real quick. Okay. I like okay. the title. Okay, thanks. Because <laughs> what I was thinking was, um, like, I thought, like, something like, because we're about to move to the city, you know, yeah. which we can talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But um, I was thinking, like, something kind of city-related, just because, like, we would be, like, in the city, and we could still talk, like, I could still talk about all the quirky, random stuff I want, and, like... You would probably be, the, if I, like, continue this, you'd be there for, like, you know, whenever, you'd be accessible. Yeah. I and, would, like, <laughs> I mean, would be, like, room. yeah, we'd be, like, two girls living, a, living it up in the city, and, like, but I think it might draw more attention, maybe. I like, know, but, like, like no, no, I feel like, like I know nothing, like. Yeah. It, you, you should make your tagline something about, like, like, it's, like, the I Know Nothing podcast. Like, it's, like, I Know Nothing, a podcast by Allison Lind. Uh, a fiery redhead in an even fierier city. Like, something like that. You know, like, like, like a tagline and, like, you could make, we could make, like, a really cool, like, logo for it. Yeah. Like, we could make, like, a cool cool cover. Like, I, like, would love to help you design something. Yeah. Anyhow, that's another ramble. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely, because right now I'm just using that, like, film photo that you took of me outside oh, of Schmackery. So it's so good. I do love that photo. I think that, because it's kind of like a comedic photo. Like, yeah, and it's so I've got cute. the AirPod in and, like, I'm on I know, the phone and it's and, like, cute. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, something's still, like, quirky like that. Yeah, or, like, and, like, we could, like, take it and, like, I could help you take that image and make it into, like, like, you know how you do your, like, Tezza posters? Yeah. Like, we could do yeah, something yeah. like that and, like, have your tagline at the bottom. Yeah, that'd like, be cool. Oh, we will make it a we'll, thing. We'll figure, okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we've given you our ideas. Yes. Um, if you have any ideas or if there's something we said specifically that you'd be interested in, Hit me up on Instagram. DM her. DM me. Underscore, 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 Lind, underscore, 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 underscore. So it's like, it's four <laughs> underscores, L-I-N-D, another four underscores. Shall I say it again? Four <laughs> underscores, L, as in lame, I, as in idiot, N, as in nobody, and D, as in dumb, four more underscores. Yeah. Four underscores, Lynn. <laughs> Four underscores. My best friend, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, tr- I mean, it looks minimal, but it's definitely an obnoxious, like, username. Like, no, it's like, it I, lo- really cool I like it. it. I think it looks cool. Oh, but I love also, it. I've, like, known so many people who, like, like, there was this one guy um, who I knew for a while who, like, th- we didn't, like, talk daily. And so he would, like, keep, like, habitually calling me Linda. Because he thought, like, because my username is Lind. Whoa. I don't know. That's when he would, like, call me Linda. And he'd be like... Like, my friend, you know, people would be like... It's uh, Allison. It's Allison. Like, what do you mean? Like, who's Linda, you know? Who's Linda? So, I don't know. But I like my... Like, I'm not going to change like my username. I like your username. My only thing is, like, whenever I go to type to, like, send you something, like, on Instagram, like, I'll go to DM you, like... Yeah. Memes. Or, like, just stuff. And so, I go to, like, type in Lind. And I, like, go to type in L-I-N-D, and it pulls up all these other people first. Oh, and I'm really? like, I know, and I'm like, I Dang. DM you, like, the most. Yeah, I'm like, why see, like, can't... with you, I do, like, S, and, and it's, then like, it's like, I know, but, like, with you, it's, like, because yeah. there are underscores. Like, yeah. if I type in underscore, you're the first, but if I type in, like, L, it's, like, Laura oh, Baxter. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to send it to my mom. Yeah. I love my mom, but this is for Allison. Dang. Man, because I originally wanted it to just be Lind with, like, a period. I thought that'd be funny, but that was taken. So, like... 
Do you think it's still taken? I don't know. I could retry it. Because then I was like, oh, underscore oh, Lynn. And then, like, I basically just kept adding underscores till it wasn't taken anymore. Mm. Like, there's a lot of Lynn's out there, surprisingly. But Lind, period. I don't see a Lind, period. Hmm. Okay, so then maybe may- we can experiment Maybe later. a username change in the future. Anyway, so that was a little tangent about Im- social media image. Um, welcome to episode three of my podcast. I yes. have Sarah Grace Baxter here. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, yes, I am Sarah Grace Baxter. I am 18 years old. I'm five foot two, 103 pounds. Uh, I've got brown hair with two bleach streaks in it, bangs, and a whopping schnoz, which a lot of people say fit my personality. So that's my physical description. Uh, my emotional description is passionate, scrappy, some would say a comedic genius, <laughs> others would say annoying but they're a bit synonymous um but my favorite title and the most title the title most relevant to our listeners oh yes is allison lynn's best friend so yeah i'm ba- yeah, yeah, yeah i am yeah, your best friend yeah that's pretty like, fitting it's it's strange okay so our bond how i would describe it is like you know in like movies like book smart if you've seen that mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just like they're inseparable and when you know one, you know the other. Mm-hmm. And you, when you know of one, you know of the other. Yeah. And when you, like, see them on social media or see them in person, they're, like, inevitably together. And, like, they're the go-to. Yeah. That is our bond. Like, it's just, like, yeah. A1. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, we are best friends. And that, mm-hmm. like, clean segue into, like, we're going to, and that's going to keep up in the city next year. Like, yeah. we're going to be roommates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. We're going to be roommates yeah. at Marymount Manhattan College next year. Yeah, so last... Sorry to interrupt, but last episode, uh-huh. I had, like, a few people ask, like, where I was going to college, and in that episode, I said, like, things weren't still weren't figured out yet, and so I, like, wasn't going to announce, but probably everyone seeing this has seen my Instagram. Yeah. But, like, just in case you haven't, yes, I'll be going to Marymount Manhattan Woo-hoo! with Sarah Grace Baxter, and we're going to be roommates. We're going to room. Living it up in the city. Yes, we will. It's gonna be amazing like, it's gonna be amazing i'm a little scared but like the fact that i'm going with allison makes me a lot yeah. more scared oh like, yeah definitely i would be so much more scared to go and embark and make meet new friends which like if you're somebody who knows me you know i've got like heaping personal you know relation skills like i can just talk to people i'm unabashed but like i can't make connections like i have with allison like yeah i really struggle with like making deep you know intimate relationships and like I'm just so grateful that I get to take my closest, like, my mm-hmm. my closest connection with me. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going into New York City and I'm bringing essentially my family, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, the biggest blessing oh, yeah. of the whole setup. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, like, the one reason, like, I know that this is the right choice. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I just kept imagining imagining myself at, like, other schools and just being, like... Like, I would just, wor- I'd just sit and, like, think about you all the time and worry about you all the time. Even and if like, I didn't need to worry about you, like, I'd just be, like, like I want to be there with you. Exactly. Like, it's almost like, like a selfish thing. I'd be, like, why am I not, like, Exactly. There? Like, and that's how I was thinking, like, when I, because com- I committed to Marymount first, and mm-hmm. it was more of, like, I got rejected from my top school, and my other option was, like, in Oklahoma, and I was, like, I can't fathom being in Oklahoma and I can't fathom going somewhere that I know you know like that Al it's not really on Allison's list cuz mm-hmm. I went with Allison to her audition for the school in Oklahoma mm-hmm. Oklahoma City University mm-hmm. and I could just read her the whole time like I just yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was a messy weekend cuz like yeah. it was just difficult and there was so much anxiety and we in, ended up getting separated a lot. Yeah. And, like, when we were there together, it didn't feel right. Yeah. But, like, when we were in, when we were at our Marymount audition together, like, we mm-hmm. were separated for our auditions, but, like, we came back together for dinner. Yeah. And then we got to go have Bobo with my mom, and, like... Yeah. It just felt like we were meant to be in New York City together and yeah. I kind of took that impulse and like the joy mm-hmm. I felt in New York with her 
and I use that to, you know, m- make my decision. And uh, I'm really glad it worked out because mm-hmm. one night I just called Allison, like, sobbing, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go to college without you. Like, I yeah. can't leave you. And she was like... I know. Yeah, like, that was exactly what I needed to hear that moment. Because it was just, for me, it was just, like, ugh. Like, I loved Oklahoma City University. Like, the program. Beautiful. Beautiful. Campus. Great food everywhere. Such good food. And, like, my dad lives in Oklahoma City. So, like, I'm so familiar with the area. And, like, I really do love it there. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was was honestly Allison that made me realize I wasn't meant to be there. Because, like... I kind of blamed it on the program, but I could really, you know, I could you can make plop it into anywhere. any yeah. program, really. It like, worked. I love theater so much that that wouldn't yeah. matter, but it was more of, I saw Allison there, and there was this moment where I was being, like, interviewed for the BA program, and Allison was about to go into her monologue, and I was supposed to help her, and this guy kept rambling and talking about these things, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, my yeah. mind was just like, in that practice room with Allison while she was by herself. Yeah. And I just, like, the guilt I felt in that moment, I was like, I can't be here knowing that I'm going somewhere that Allison doesn't want me to be, and I'm going yeah. without her. And, like, yeah. it just was my first sign of, like, how I know we're meant to be in New York City together. Yeah, That was, like, the first moment that. that I was like, I'm not meant to be here because... Allison's downstairs and I'm upstairs Mm -hmm. and it was that literal physical divide that I was like wow like it just it struck me and it was so poignant like I wish I could capture that moment yeah that was like it was a movie moment like we went to the bathroom like after we reunited and we just like talked and and like cried yeah, and then cried I and- came out and they were like we're ready for you to audition and I went to my and I loved the the theater like the director of the theater department like spoke so much truth to me like and it was just so I, it like really like fit what I like it it was a program I could thrive in but it the location and I mean, I don't know. It was like, it was, it's, it's hard like to, we were not like the yeah, same thing that you it, felt. I know. It's almost like, it's hard to articulate, but it was this gut instinct yeah. that was like, yeah, no, yeah. like in this way of nothing about the school was wrong. Uh-huh. It was the fact that the school felt like a separation from my person that yeah. felt wrong. Yeah, definitely. And like, I just, one thing that really kept running through my mind too was like, like let's say you did you ended up probably in New York which i guess at the time was m- more of an option for you yeah cuz i had two schools in New York and one yeah in and one in Oklahoma and you'd already been accepted to Marymount and stuff mm-hmm. so like i kept thinking about how like you would be in New York and i'd be in Oklahoma City and like we can make the distance work but i also just know that like Yes, like you can go to college and then move to New York, but it's so much harder to do that. And and like the and transition, you're, you're gonna like where you go to school is where you're gonna naturally set up your life and, and make your, your connections. And yeah, and I just knew like I needed to get north, <laughs> like and, and like I don't know. It just feels like we've been doing long distance, which it's not a long, long distance. Yeah, we're like... We live separated by a lake. (laughs) We kind of like a lake between our houses. It's a seven-minute drive. Yeah. And it just... I And we went to different schools, and it just... Mm -hmm. Through this pandemic, I think, has opened my eyes the most to how much I really do rely on my day-to-day seeing Allison. Yeah. Because, like, there were a couple weeks there where, like, I was just in isolation... And, like, this is the first time she's been, like, allowed in my house. Oh, yeah. Or, like, we've been allowed in each other's houses through this whole thing. And, like, it just, I can't fathom not living with her any longer. You know, like, that, it just sounds terrible to, like, Mm -hmm. it's not just, I don't have a roommate right now. And, like, I'm such an extrovert. It's, like, I don't have Allison as my roommate right now. Yeah. And I'm, like... When I wake up in the morning, I want to wake up and see Allison already up because she wakes up yeah. early every Make, day. Making breakfast or something. Yeah, and, like, I want you to, like, make tea and, like, yeah. I want to clean the dishes and, like, I want us to have our 
harmonious dream life I want it now like I just yeah. realized how like impatient I am oh, yeah. and like oh yeah how much I just desperately want it now yeah I agree I really do and like with not not to like bring up the the negative but like if COVID prevents us from going to school we'll probably just move in together anyway exactly like <laughs> like, like I just don't think that there's a life I want to live where Allison isn't in my day-to-day. Because it's not that I want to spend every second with Allison. It's yeah. not that. Like, It's just that I want to wake up to her and I want to come home to her. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's like reversing like what we have now. Where we yeah. have to like make time to like... Because like, I would say that you're like my safe like my safe space yeah you're my safe safe space too and so like it's almost like you have to like wake up in your room alone and like wonder like make time for like your safe place when like it it should should be your home yeah exactly it's like when I'm with Allison I feel like I'm home Mm -hmm. you know it's like wherever we are like we've been hammocking lately and like when we hammock it's like okay I'm home you know even though I'm in the middle of J.B. Hunt Park in Springdale Arkansas (laughs) it's like it feels very safe and mm-hmm. I feel very familiar and like I don't know I just don't enjoy the thought of like you said it's yeah. like making time for you feels wrong yeah I feel like all my extra time like my yeah my free time my relaxing time my time at home you should be there mm-hmm. yeah. you know like I we can still go out and see other people during the day and like mm-hmm. we'll go to our classes and I think it's a great setup because we have two different majors. Like no matter what your major ends up being, like they are going yeah, to be different we'll be because different. I'm an acting major and you're either gonna be musical theater or, or theater, theater and new, new media. media. Yeah. Which we may have some overlap but not a ton. And like mm-hmm. I'm minoring in speech pathology and so it's just like the courses that we're gonna take will naturally separate us during the day. Mm-hmm. But it's the coming home to one another, you know? Yeah. Like, we both get home and, and we eat dinner. Or we're like, let's go get food. Or we're like, we're poor, let's go <laughs> scavenge, you know? It's like... <laughs> dumpster dive. Dumpster, I dumpster dive. Yeah. Don't even. I think it'd be, like, really interesting, like, especially in New York, like, there's so I many... I dumpster dive. Like, yeah, like, imagine the cool, like, furniture and stuff. Oh, we for find. sure. Or, like, but little... that's a side tangent. Anyway. Yeah. But I just, I feel like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't do not Mm -hmm. living with her any longer. Oh, yeah. Like, before this podcast started, we were just talking about how when we move out after our first year of our dorm and we're going to need furniture, we were like, we can just have one bed. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't, like, a full-size bed is enough for both of us. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the bed I have right now, we could just take that. Like, yeah. It's plenty of room. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just feel like... I just, it really is, because for me, the biggest struggle in my life is, like, like the sad thoughts, the bad thoughts, they hit at night when I'm about to fall asleep, yeah. and for Allison, she says they hit when you, like, wake up, Yeah. and it's, like, the cure to that would just, to be together. Yes, going to sleep and waking up, like, yeah, in proximity, like. Exactly, and, like, <laughs> we just already have this thing where, when we spend a ton of time together, we naturally build our own routines mm-hmm. and we're independent, but they kind of just like dance around one another yeah. in this very like oh, yeah. choreographed way that feels so natural yeah. and it feels so like, like fulfilling mm-hmm. just to know that you're doing your thing in the same space that I'm doing my uh-huh. thing because we don't have to do the same thing. Yeah. And also like I'm a really bad procrastinator. And I'm super lazy, <laughs> but it's because, like, I'm such an extrovert. Like, I need people yeah. to thrive. And, like, just having Allison there all the time will keep me on track because oh, yeah. my mind won't ever stop being like, oh, wait, like, there is no time to be lazy. Because, like, when I'm alone, I have absolutely no energy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, with you, you're so good about being self-motivated mm-hmm. that it will naturally, like, I'll be inspired to do things because of you. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, for me, like, the biggest thing I always think of, and, like, it really, like, plays into larger stuff, but for me, it's, like, I think, oh, my gosh, like, 
what because my room's always a mess like I say it's clean and like it's clean for a day and then, and then it just you just pile stuff up literally on the end of the day is my I mean you can't see my floor again and it's just like I don't know but I keep thinking like oh like I can't have a mess like I cannot like I don't want people to like not like me because I can't keep our shared space clean and like I don't know, just something about, like, I will want to have the room, like, clean for you. And, like, you know, I like, want to get stuff done for you. Yeah, Because yeah. for me, I'm not actually that messy of a person. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of a dr- junk drawer or, like, mm-hmm. I don't always fold my laundry, but, like, yeah. I like, I like having a system. Yeah. And I think, and I like keeping things clean. Like, when I see, like, trash all over the place or, like, I see mm-hmm. clutter, like, I'm naturally going to go and put it away and, like... Yeah. At the end of the night, I have the same routine of, like, I place everything. Everything goes in its place. Like, mm-hmm. my jewelry goes here. My purse goes here. My I light the candle at the same time every night. I turn on these lights. I have, like, I'm a very routine person. Yeah. But I don't like getting stuff done. Like, homework is a struggle for me. Yeah. And, like, being self-motivated for projects is a really big struggle. But never when Allison's around. Like, yeah. when I'm with Allison... We get our creative projects just like done. Oh, yeah. We just like churn those suckers out. Oh yeah. Should we talk about? Them? Should we talk about the plan? Um. Well, we were driving today. Yes, we were and driving. And how did it come up? Somehow, sea shanties. Somehow we started listening to sea shanties. I think you just suggested it. I think. What were? We, yeah. It was the hamster song. Right. <laughs> so the ham. If you've seen Sarah Grace's story, it's just the. the yeah, so we couldn't figure out what that song was, and we found the hamster song, and somehow that reminded me of, like, sea shanties, and there's this, like, band called the Wellington Sea Shanty Society, and it's, I don't know, like, sea shanties are kind of, like, they're, really... They're actually really good. They're, like, like... They feel free- freeing. They're so freeing. Like, I, I don't know, like, they're almost, like, road trip songs. Mm-hmm. But we were just, like, listening, and I was like, why hasn't anyone made like a sea shanty musical like every genre of music is out there except she sea shanties because like we were thinking like it has the same energy of like once you know a musical that's like almost folksy yeah but like sea shanties take like a folk energy and Mm -hmm. they just make it pirate oh yeah it's just like, like pirate folk yeah and then we like realized like i remember reading one time about this like girl who was basically like a pirate queen like she dominated the the entire coast of like a country and like she was like the one people went to like merciless yes Mm. and we were like what what if we what if we wrote a play yeah a play with with like music sea shanties yeah not like a musical because i feel like uh, we talked about it and if it was a musical, I feel like it would have that kind of energy of Once, which, sorry to anyone if they like Once, but, like, the first time I watched Once, I was like, yes, go Once. And the second time I watched Once, I was like, I can't stay awake. Yeah. And so it's, you get, like, when you introduce folk music, it's there's n- not a ton of, like, hype variation that you can get in there. Mm-hmm. And so the shanties would become, like, a character of their own, yeah. you know? Yeah, So, like, there would be, like the characters and the plot and stuff such but like transitions would be driven and like Mm -hmm. climactic moments would be driven by like shanties yeah and there would be such a sense of community within the shanties because that's like like if you think back to like the root of like sea shanties and like just any kind of music that's like communal in Mm -hmm. that way like it's not to like get anything it's not as a means what like like in christmas carol remember yes. like, yeah like so there's a scene in christmas carol where like they're on a boat well in the version of christmas carol i did and they just start singing like silent night mm-hmm. and they start humming it and everyone just joins in mm-hmm. and they're humming it while they're on a ship yeah and it's just this sense of like almost especially when it's related to like the isolation yeah of being on a boat you know mm-hmm. because it's like open sea you know there's no yeah. place to stop you're you're like, on the boat you're with these people with limited supply like this is yeah. all you have and like and to pass the time you sing mm-hmm. and it, it brings joy to you because it's you don't have to talk you don't have to yeah. fill the air with like words that mean anything you can yeah. just you know, yeah, you know, and like that just feels way more powerful than like a choreographed, perfectly executed, 
like so- sea shanty song like, yeah, like to move the plot like because they couldn't achieve their objective without singing yeah it's like it's the difference between the musical and the play whereas in a play if they're singing and the characters are aware that they're singing then that's a play rather than in a musical if a character remains unaware to the fact that they're singing then it's a musical because the music is introduced as subtext rather than a plot point does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. And so, like, it would yeah. be just so much better to have it as, like, a plot point, you yes. know? Just juicier. Yes. And we talked about, like... Um, Talking about the hoop baby. The hoop baby. Okay, so we thought about, like, what we could do with the set. Also, okay, do not steal this idea. I don't think anyone will steal the idea, but, I like... I really don't. Bruh, like, we're gonna do this. We are gonna get just, into like, this. Just, like, get ready. Like, get, like, this... Is our like our baby, our trailer, like our preview. Yeah, this is our preview. This is us just putting it out there, so we have to be held accountable to yes, make it. Yes, and like so, get get hyped for it because it's. And we'll have to update you. Oh like, yeah, as, as we go through time it. Go- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we we were thinking about like stage, like set, like things we could do, mm-hmm. and we think like what what do you mention like people like acting as moving parts of the boat yeah, kind of like it's what like, you did it yeah it's almost in this way of like people could if we could write it in a way that the ship like some of the parts of the ship mm-hmm. were their own characters you yeah. know so that like yeah. it just reinforces like the characters that are human and aren't like masked or like yeah you know other ship term i don't know sail like they helm you know like those yeah those characters would only further emphasize oh, yeah. the humanity and the human characters mm-hmm. and like like i said when you're on a boat you have limited things to do and the ship becomes like a part of the team like your yeah. crew the ship is the function of the crew and like the mechanics work through the ship and the purpose is to maintain the ship yeah yeah and that that's another thing that I'm just, like... Especially, like, because I am a lover of, like, movement. Mm-hmm. Like, the use of movement through... Or storytelling through movement. And, like... And you're, like, trained in, like, Lyra. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would definitely want to incorporate, like, aerial, like, hoop. If we could get, like, some silks. Like, aerial acrobatics. Like, that is just such a, like, minimal way to, like, maximize the, the stage. Face. Like... Because if it was just, like... Imagine, like, just, like, a boat on stage, just the most rough outline of, like, just a little bit of wood to show that it's a boat. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, in the middle is this big mast, but from the mast is, like, like aerial, what are they called? Silks? Yeah. Like, silks, and on the silks are, the are like, characters yeah. that represent the sails. Yeah. Like, that, like, that would, would be, be so cool. cool. And, yeah, I don't know. That's and, like, just... when they sing the sea shanties, they could, like, move as right? if And when the, like, the ship, to symbolize the ship's movement, like, they, they could have movements on, yes. like, the, the silks. Yeah. I just think... It would be really creative and interesting. Yeah. And, like, that's, like... I, that'd be just be such a new horizon that, like... Because, like, if you think about the use of aerial acrobatics in theater... The only time I've ever seen it, honestly, is when Cirque du Soleil yeah. made a musical. And I was like, that is genius. Like, even if the musical was super standard, tropey, whatever. What was it? Lazarus? Uh, no, it was um, Paramore. And she's like a redhead moving to the city from from the south. And, oh, yeah, And yeah, yeah. she sings at a bar and then this boy falls oh, in love with yeah, her and yeah, writes yeah, a yeah. whole play and she gets famous and... But, you know, they have Ariel... Because it's Cirque du Soleil, they use that, like, acrobatic... And, like, I kind of wish I could have gotten to see it at some point. Just because that idea to me is so genius to, like... And, like... Like, the stage is more than just, like... And I feel like fly systems... Everyone thinks yes. that, like, a, it has to be, like, a fly system. Like, yeah. if you're gonna fly somebody, you gotta fly somebody. Yeah. You know, like, Peter Pan. Yeah. Or, or, or Spider-Man, Spider-Man oh turn off the dark, you know? Yeah, and, like, aerial acrobatics don't feel too ambitious either. No, because like also Spider-Man you could was. lower... Like, if you created a stable enough mast for it to be yeah. put off of... That way you don't have to have a fly system... You could quite literally just have, like, a stabilizer in the middle. Yeah. And, like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like aerial... It's such an easy way to incorporate movement because it's so purposeful. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. The moment that you introduce a set piece that is important to movement, 
is like the moment that you reemphasize the importance of movement. Yeah. Because people can do cool, creative moves all the time in plays, but mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they aren't beneficial to telling the story yeah. or beneficial to establishing character or beneficial to helping a character achieve their objective, you know? Yeah, definitely. And like, I don't know, that's always something, like the reason I, my favorite play um, is Eurydice by Sarah Rule. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day because like, in truth, like the play, like the writing itself is a little like theater kid. I'm a theater like kid. Camp, like theater kid. Oh, dramatic. Dramatic. Uh, but like, after seeing it, especially, yeah, and like the I version we saw was good. The version we saw was like at Oklahoma City University. So yes, it was at Oklahoma City University. It was in their black box, which I I love the idea of it being in a black box. Like it's a black box show. Oh yeah. Um, they like the water. The the river sticks is like move. It's it was like these claws. Yeah. And like what's so weird to me is like I always like thought of that as like I don't know the reason I love like. Sarah Rule's stuff so much is because I do I read it from like almost a direction standpoint mm-hmm. and like it's really fun to like imagine like not because I enjoy the plot but because I enjoy imagining like how to integrate like different, different aspects yeah. of movement and I think what they really achieved in that one was like because they told us that so many people had you know suggested doing Eurydice yeah. it's a very popular show but the reason that they chose this particular student's like to direct it and to put it on and produce it mm-hmm. was because everyone no one ever had the clear answer of how to do the scenes with the water yeah but yeah the way that they did it it was like these beautiful choreographed moments of like these like silks of blue just going over yeah. like Eurydice when she when she goes into the river and it just it, it encompassed her and I don't know I just felt like all of the the use of, like, I don't know, dance to yeah. tell the story was so brilliant yeah. and yet so concise. Because I feel like mm-hmm. there are some shows where they're like, we need to incorporate dance, but then the movement feels like, whoa, like, yeah. like what are you doing? Like, like this it's, is obnoxious. It's, and like, it's like its own thing that you yeah, have to focus on. Yeah, and it's like, it, it doesn't add anything, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like over it's the like top there and to crazy. It's showy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, it felt like a very, like, fluid, natural, like, Oh wow! Like it, like the way that they moved really did symbolize a river, and like mm. the way that it just like encapsulated Eurydice was just so beautiful. And how they used lighting to highlight that moment, like it just yeah, it was it was powerful. It, it was really well made, and like even like I don't know, I I never like one thing that caught me really off guard was their use of music. Like mm-hmm. it was like kind of typical. Like and they had that song from a. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. The, yeah. That was... What is it? Uh, I'm not a lonely traveler. Yeah. yeah. I think that's uh, The Night We Met mm-hmm. by Lord... Hurrah. Yeah. Um, but they use, like, some hosier, and they use, like, mm-hmm. this band... Not, like, a band... Well, I don't know what... I mean, they're it's a band. Like indie music. Yeah, like, like, indie. Like, they Delta Ray, uh, Bottom of the River, which that was, that was the, like, scene with good, the river. That yeah. was a good... That was, like her death scene and it was good that was pretty good like the music just hit but so i love the way that they use the music without being too <laughs> oh my gosh there was a moment where i feel so bad about it like i cringe when i think about it but i it laughed just, out oh i, I yeah, laughed it was so it was like they were trying to be really artsy it was that moment where they took it in that eurydice artsy kid way yeah and like they had orpheus like running to eurydice yeah. But he was supposed to be running in slow-mo. So it's this guy, like this college kid, <laughs> like in a jeans jeans and a t-shirt just being like, and it's to the, the Lord Hurong song. Yeah. Like, I am not And he's like alone. walking in slow motion. And you know, like that's hard. Like when it's live, yeah, it's just, it's just not. And she's having this like heartfelt like talk. She's saying goodbye to her dead father. Like yeah, it's she's like, like this monologue and like. It's in, like. A really heavy scene, like probably the cl- and like, then oh my and, gosh, and he's, and he's just, just walking like around walking. the black box. I was that was the one moment where I was like, dude, just keep Orpheus out of there. I just know. bring him in later. Yeah, or, or, or they had a second level, like they could have had him walk that in the second level. Would have been yeah, that would have been so much better because it was just distracting. And then I, yeah, I like it just took away from the moment. I Anyhow. Just, yeah, that was that was a, like one downside. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. So anyway, movement in theater. That's kind of... Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like 
a show about the sea especially like oh yeah anytime that you introduce a foreign setting yeah it's important that you find a way to establish the setting without making it tacky yeah you know like usually you set you know like you think of like a musical and you think of like annie you have the big like cheesy cut out of the new york skyline in the background and like you use the psych to establish it but like in plays, there's a sense of hyperrealism, mm-hmm. and I think the only way you can establish hyperrealism of something being the sea, you don't want like those like sound bits that are like, like, yeah, yeah, and seagulls, yeah, yeah. You want like because that's predictable. Yeah, you want something authentic, and like the sea. If you look at or read about anything of like how pirates used to be or how sea travel used to be oh, yeah. because it was the only way to get across yeah bodies of water was through a boat yeah like you see that the ocean becomes a tyrant you know it mm-hmm. rules over oh, what yeah. you're doing and that's like another reason i feel like the sea shanties would be powerful because like they're like there's I a mean, sense of eeriness it to is them. like now boat travel is like no big deal but like it's. I mean, it, I mean, people died at sea. Like, oh yeah, like if you get a storm, like oh yeah, I mean, it's you're over, dead. Like yeah, there are so boats. many. Yeah, it was just it's risky, you know. Yeah. Like traveling was risky. Yeah, and these like pirates like devoted their lives to like living on the edge, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, they were like like it's, immoral characters or what. But I feel like that'd be so interesting. To it would. Play it on. would really be Almost interesting like, to like dabble into like morality and yeah. see how it's represented in the sea. Yeah. And how like to some the sea represents like because it is so like people are terrified of the ocean because it's so unknown and mm-hmm. we can't tame it. You know, like yeah, it's seventy percent of our earth and we can't figure it out. Like and we can't we barely solve discovered it. like mm-hmm. a fraction of it. Like mermaids could exist, guys. <laughs> like they could. Who and, even like, knows? The thing is. People just associate it with darkness. Yeah. Because we can't explore it because we can't breathe underwater. Like, it's just foreign to us. Yeah. And how, like, naturally things that are foreign to us, we treat them with a different sense of, like, keeping them at arm's length before we're comfortable with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's almost this idea of, is it scary to go to the sea? Or, in reality, are you... Are you brave for going through the sea or are you reckless? You know, it's yeah. like teetering on that idea and like oh, yeah. how the sea could represent evil and land could represent good yeah. or in reverse, land could represent, represent evil, evil and the sea mm-hmm. could represent good or yeah. freedom and slavery, how the land you're stuck upon the land, but in the sea you're truly free. Yeah. Oh. Just like different like contrasts yeah. because the direct contrast of like water and earth, like Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that's something to definitely, like that's. That's beautiful. Oh, it could be so cool if we had like so a scene cool. that like lit something on fire, like the boat. Oh, because like water with like fire. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah. And we Sorry, definitely want this to be like a like our main character will be like the pirate queen because oh, that. Woman. I mean, that is such an in, like to me that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were doing our well. Allison read something at dinner that was like. There was also, like, an Irish pirate. Oh, yeah. There's, like... I did, like... I looked up something, and there was, like, an article that was, like, nine pirate queens you need to know. And the first one was... I don't remember her name, but I can pull it up. Um, and something. And she was Irish, and she had these luscious, like, red locks. And, like, that could be so cool. And if and you know Allison, she's got luscious red I got, locks. I got me some red locks. Her name is Anne Bonnie. Yes. Um... That could be Irish lass with luscious red locks and a dangerous temp- temper became an icon of golden age pirates piracy after marrying a small time pirate named James Bonnie. And then there's like a lot of information on her, but there's so many good ones. And like there was one we read about whose like husband died and her son was too young to like take. Yeah. The like her stepson so was. Too yeah. Young. And so, so she, she became the yeah, pirate. And then queen. she became like just absolutely merciless. And yeah. It's kind of like. You know how there's so much media about, like, mobs and, like, mobster, like, I'm a mobster, like, godfather, you know? Yeah. Pirates were essentially the The mob mob of their time. Like, Mm, in the the 1600s, like, 1650s to, like, 1750s, pirates were, like, considerably an issue because sea travel was the only way to do trade with foreign countries. 
Yeah. And pirates were the ones who would, their, their goal was not like, I feel like we have a very like romanticized version of pirates yeah. where they wanted to get the booty, like you're going yeah. on a quest. But actual pirates were like vandals, like yeah. they were thieves. Yeah. And what they did was they would take their ship and they would go out to um, merchant ships or government ships and they would attack them and steal what was on the mm-hmm. ship. And so it's this idea of like pirates being criminals yeah. And and we could dabble in greed even. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And how like mm-hmm. greed plays into power. Yeah. And how like people associate government with altruistic power when in reality yeah. a government can be just as corrupt. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like kind of a yeah. Robin Hood situation. Oh yeah. Like there are so many different things to look at and to consider. Yeah. And that'd be such an like I don't know. I just feel like that's a very good like foundation mm-hmm. for like an original work mm-hmm. because I don't know, it just feels like very few original works, like, are really making it these days. And maybe, like, after all this, like, COVID stuff happens, we'll see... Like, I, I have hope that we'll see, like, a resurgence of, Oh, like, I think that after COVID happens, all we're gonna see is, like, quarantine the musical. Yeah, I was in quarantine. True. You know, like, stuff yeah. like that. Like, I just feel like all of our media, and more importantly, all of our art, yeah. is about to be, like, COVID central, you know? Like, oh, yeah. And it's not like we have control over that. Yeah. But... I don't know, and I also feel like people, when they explore period pieces, they don't really dabble in things that are, like, unknown. You yeah. know, like, I feel like it's very, like, let's stick to these period piece moments that people know. Like Yeah, like, even... And, like, the things that we're taught about in history mm-hmm. are the things that people make art about. Like, yeah. the history, like, Alexander Hamilton. Like, we're taught uh-huh. about the foundation of the United States in our U.S. history classes, if you live in the United States. Sorry, Sasha. <laughs> I'm oh sorry. gosh! I don't even know if I listen to this, but like, um, and it's like we learn about the treasury, we learn about the battles that they fought, yeah. and then Hamilton is about them, or like, yeah, and like while we might not have been taught necessarily all about Alexander Hamilton's life, there was always a, an on ramp. There was always an on ramp for us to be like, oh yeah, like the revolution, exactly. Like, we know that. But this is like, this is like, we don't learn about pirates. Like, yeah. pirates are just, like, in... It's, like... Parts of the... Caribbean, yeah. like... Or is it Caribbean? I, I say, say it, Caribbean. I say Caribbean. But then honestly, I say Caribbean when I'm talking about the place. Yeah. But then I, I say Caribbean I really when say, I say the title of the movie. Yeah. Pirates I, of the Caribbean, and then it's... The Caribbean. Or is it Pirates of the Caribbean? No, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't really know. Honestly, I say it both ways. It just depends on my mood. Like, I think Caribbean... I okay, anyway, Caribbean has a better cadence. That's true. For sure. Parts of the Caribbean. Parts of the Caribbean. Yeah, it doesn't... It, but huh. I would never be like, I'm going to the Caribbean on vacation. Yeah, it sounds like Carabiner. Yeah, Carabiner. Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. <laughs> Carabiner. Um, so yeah, that's basically our thoughts mm-hmm. on... Because we're already running up on 42 minutes. And I still had like one little segment I wanted to do before this gets too long. Um, but oh, if yes. you have any ideas or like have any suggestions oh, about yeah. specific pirate moments in history... Or if you have any favorite sea shanties. Oh, yes. Um, we're not sure, like, it, what language we're going to kind of go for, depending yeah, on we what found character some in, we like, choose. French and, yeah, we yeah. found some in French, but I think... I like the idea of doing one with, like, a more Gaelic influence. Yeah. So maybe, oh, like, yeah. Ireland or, like, mm-hmm. something Finnish or Dutch. You know, yeah. like, something of, like, Northern Europe, yeah. I think, could be really interesting. Oh, yeah. But um, if you have any knowledge about pirates, any resources for pirates... DM us what you got. Please. Four underscores, Lind, four underscores, or S-G-B-A-X on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Oh, yeah. And surprisingly, like, I was really, we got, (laughs) someone sent us, or someone sent Sarah Grace, like, their favorite sea shanty. Yeah. And, like, that was just such a surprise. Like, who would have, no, like. I was like, I'm listening to sea shanties. Next thing you know, he's like. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite sea shanty. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Oh, like, I thought, like, I don't even know why I know about sea shanties. Like, Like. other people know these things. That's so weird to me because, like, it's, I don't even, like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's I, it, just, but it's cool that, like, our interest in this may also be intertwined with somebody else's. Yeah. So, all that to say, if you've got thoughts on pirates, got thoughts on how to incorporate water and movement and yeah, sea shanties yeah. into a play. Oh, yeah. Any tips on writing good dialogue? Because we're not writers, yeah. like... Send it all our way. Oh, yeah. We could use the Oh, help. yeah. Mm-hmm. And buckle in, because it's... 
we're, we're going on a ride with this. Yeah, like, what do you do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? Yeah. What do you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, we'll go okay. to the next segment. Oh, okay, yes. So... Um, but that was, this has been really good. Um, this is just like one thing I wanted to introduce because I was thinking of it the other day. I think it'd be cool to start every podcast. We're ending this one. Yeah, we're ending. We got a little carried away. We're ending this one with this segment, but eventually I'd like to have it like as an As a starter, because also I think it'd be such a good icebreaker. Like if I bring more people on, Mm -hmm. um, I want to do like a story time segment Mm -hmm. and like, I think it'd be cool if time permitted to like. Be like, I, I'm going to tell you a story and then, like, have the other person have a story prepared. I yeah. don't know if you, like, I mean, if you want to, like, tell a story this time around. It was really, like, a lot. I don't know. I'll probably just comment on your story. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I think you already know. Yeah, you already know. So, I just wanted to end this with a quick story time. Um, and this isn't really, like, a story time. And it'll be, like, a random topic, like, every week. Because, okay, once again, get, I know nothing. Going, get sorry, going. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, so my, like, story time. Last night I had dinner with my dad's side of the family. Don't worry, we social distanced. Um, and my grandma, we did. We all sat on the back deck four feet apart. I wasn't allowed to hug anyone. It's supposed to be six feet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh dang it! Gosh dang it! Okay, well don't, like, come attack us or anything. But Okay, keep going. Okay, I'm sorry, I get so distracted. Um... So, my grandma started telling, I don't know why, but she started telling me these stories about when I was a kid, I would, like, hiss at people. Like, she was in lows with me, and she thought, because I was a talk, like, I would make comments on people. Like, if they, like, look different. Like, I, like, told my babysitter once she was fat, and, like, it was, like, I know. I was a terrible kid. I know. And so, my- You my, were a brat. I was a brat. And so, my grandma was, like, so scared, because I, I don't know, like, she didn't. There was, like, someone there that she was, like, scared I would comment on. So she was, like, okay, time to go. And we, so she's, like, oh, like, got out of that situation safe. And then she was in line at the checkout. And apparently I started hissing at the guy behind us. And I was, like, I was, like, what are those kids? You know, the kids that hiss at you? Like, we all know those kids. And better yet, here's where it gets more interesting. My dad started telling me about how I would run around like a horse, like a horse girl, because I was so obsessed with Spirit. If you've ever seen that movie, it's actually a really good movie. It's like, a good movie. It, I still respect I have seen it. it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but I would run around on my hands and feet like a horse, and not going to lie, I think I could still do it really well today, because like we used to do oh, bear crawls in swim practice. It. Oh my gosh. Oh, I said that you could tell the story. Oh, man. Don't say that you could still be a horse girl. I'm not saying I could still be a no, horse girl. You no, you just said that. <laughs> because. You put it on the internet. Oh my gosh. I don't okay. care. Okay. I'm not a horse girl anymore. No, I'm just no, saying no, listen, I'm physically let me, let me inclined save, no, to no, run no, like a horse sh- if sh- I wanted sh- to. <laughs> let me save her image. Let me save her image. I have seen her ride horses. I have never in my life seen her behave as a horse. I don't. And know. I personally, other than the moment that you just heard her hiss, have not heard her hiss. I'm not I, that person. I must, I must save the image of my best friend. She doesn't hiss at people anymore. It was, it's a cute, quirky childhood thing. I was a two-year-old, four-year-old. A four-year-old hissing is one thing. Yeah. An, yeah. Eight, I, an almost 18-year-old hissing oh yeah. is another. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. But you go to school with, like, hissers. Yes. So that I go to SOI, not, like, hating on SOI too much. Too but, much. um... So, like, that's, I'm exposing myself because I, like, would joke about that. Like, I've joked about that my whole high school career. Like, there are kids who hiss at you. There are kids who act like horses. horses. I mean, there's, like, every kind of, like, Okay, but the kids, there are ball. kids like that at my school, too. Like, that's I go true. to Fayetteville High School. We just and have, like, like, a larger population of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yours a, is, like, a more condensed. Like, I'm yeah. sure I have equivocal population because there's a kid who used to wear, like, a, a wolf tail around school all the yeah. time. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I and, mean, and he would, like, behave as a wolf and, like... On all levels, except physical. On I'm all, no, even on a <laughs> physical level, he would be a wolf. Like, oh, that's funny. I just like the the kids who hiss are everywhere. Apparently, they're in my bed right now. Oh my gosh. Okay, no, but I don't. Um, the reason I'm exposing myself is because like I never had any room to like make fun of people who did oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, because obviously I I did it as a kid. Also, this is another thing I told Sarah Grace about in the car. Oh, this but is good. After swim practice, after soccer practice, because I played soccer in elementary school. Um, this was when Taco Bueno still existed. Um, my mom would take me to Taco Bueno, and my order was... Listen to this woman's order. It is ridiculous. <laughs> my order 
was a bean burrito with a, <laughs> with a side of beans. It's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> so she's like, mm, I'm going to put some, I'm going to get some beans. I want them wrapped up all nice in a tortilla. Yeah. But I also blanket. want some, I also want some beans naked style. She's like, <laughs> I want to dabble in a little bit of both. I want mm-hmm. clothed and unclothed. I want it burrito and on the side. It's like, can I get beans? <laughs> with a side of beans. Can I get beans? And put them in a little blankie. But then, can you take the rest of the beans and put them on the side? And I'm going to take my bean burrito with beans and dip them in my side of beans. <laughs> I probably did that. You probably did. You're a dipper. Gosh. I, yeah. And I never thought to, like, question the it was legality like, of this order. No, it was just like bean bean. Like, I didn't. And my mom never said, like... Why did my mom never say anything about this order mom, at Taco your mom, Bueno? Well, your mom is... Yeah, she's... she's not going to make a confrontation out of nothing. She's that's just going to be like... she would be like, get the child her beans. Like, like <laughs> baby wants her beans. Gotta baby got to get that bean. beans yeah. in. And, like, you know, I was just, like, coming from a hard workout at soccer oh, practice. Yes. yes. Yeah. She was just, like, this glowing... <sighs> that's the reason you have red hair. Right? Beans give you red hair. Do they? Yeah, that's what I read. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to... <laughs> <laughs> I hope they couldn't hear that. But, yeah, I totally read somewhere, like, uh, on a very, like, Encyclopedia Britannica. Like, I definitely read oh, yeah. that, like, the higher your bean intake, the more likely you are yeah. to develop, like, red tones in your hair. Yeah, and you Like, know... it's something to do with, like, like like the nutrients like i think it's like vitamin like uh-huh. c or something that like you yeah. get like a, a high intake vitamin of in beans B. like protein like a, if you uptake your protein and like beans are just uh-huh. straight protein mm-hmm. your hair turns red so allison's you a know, redhead because she ate because so many i ate beans. because i had a bean burrito with a side of beans and i will be honest i spent my whole elementary school career like not having red hair like i had red hair in kindergarten and if you like look at my first second third grade pictures like it was brown uh, and that's when I was, like, really getting into soccer. I played soccer till seventh grade, and then after that, my hair got red. You know why? Why? Because beans, beans, the magical fruit, the more you eat them, the more you toot. <laughs> the more you eat them, the redder your hair. The redder your hair, the more flare. The more flare, the more they stare. Eat beans for attention. Thank you. That was a beautiful, like... I made that up on the spot. That was amazing. Thank you. I'm quite the artist. I'm really proud of that. I'm Thank so you. proud of that. So, we remastered the Bean song today. Yes, we did. Uh, and a few other things, but mostly so, Bean song. <laughs> essentially, to end this, here are your biggest takeaways. Let me break it down for you. Mm-hmm. One, Allison's Instagram name is underscore, 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 L-I-N-D underscore 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 secondly sea shanties are dope and we're gonna write a dope play about sea shanties Mm -hmm. and pirates Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be like finding neverland or like oh what was that other one peter and the star peter and the star catcher i don't like it i don't Mm -mm. and it's not gonna be like that you may think oh this sounds like peter and the star catcher it's not i don't want it to be like that girl who has the magic powers it's not it's not good i don't like it Mm-mm. I wanted to have stark realism told in an artistic manner. Yes. Third, finally, beans. And with that, we. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we will be concluding this episode because we are like running kind of late on time. Um, do you have like a little outro jingle that you do? No, I pretty much just say, like, in a very calming voice, I'm like, this is, uh, this has been I Know Nothing, I'm your host, Allison Lind, and I'm signing off, like, oh, okay. I need to, I need to, like, obviously, this is a work in progress. She knows nothing, but out. I love it. Nothing, but out. Yep. Okay. All right. Bet that and up. And thank you for listening.